Why do my eyes hurt? You've never used them before. And your ears, you're using to listen to Sink Floyd, the <laughs> podcast where we watch every movie ever made to see if it syncs up with Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. My name is Gareth Blackler, and just follow this little white rabbit all the way to James Barron. Hello. Hello. Bending over backwards and dodging bullets, it's James Barron. How's it going? Ah. I'm, I'm relaxed. I'm here to talk about The Matrix. One of my, like, all-time favorite movies, Gareth. Fun Ooh, fact. good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how can it not be? It's it's very good. My Matrix history is a long one, which we can get into, but okay. I want to know your Matrix history. When did you first see The Matrix? How oh, man. it lived in your life? I think I saw The Matrix when I was about, like, 11 or something. So, oh, like, a yeah. fairly formative age mm. for me. And I definitely only saw the first one, but, like, quickly became obsessed. Liked yeah. it a lot. Um and then, because it's like, it's sort of tailor-made for an 11-year-old boy, right? But <laughs> An 11-year-old boy and, like, a 19-year-old college student. Yeah. We get along a lot talking about this movie. At the same time, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Both have a, have a kinship and love of The Matrix. Um, but, yeah, like, so I did that, like, got into it. And then in um, high school, mm. uh, I think it was about, uh, I was probably, I don't know, 16, 15 yeah. at that time. Um, uh, my English teacher at the time announced that we were going to do The Matrix as uh, the the movie study for the year. And what? they did it. I know. They did it in the coolest way imaginable. Um, shout outs to you, Miss Woods. Because, oh, yeah. I know Miss Woods. Yeah. <laughs> this is a Miss Woods We story. went to a very Matrix high school. Everyone, yeah, small sunglasses and trench coats. hundred percent. Well, like, not actually, not typically. Um, so, we rock up uh, to English one day and yeah. we're, like, waiting for the new topic. We don't know what it's going to be. Miss Woods is there and she is wearing, like, a big black trench coat and sunglasses inside. And we're like, Whoa. okay. So, like, it's, it, that is not that unusual for her, though. <laughs> yeah and she's just like sitting there waiting for us all to get in and we're like okay and then she just gets up and like starts like introducing that we're going to be doing a film topic and as she's introducing it in bursting in through the door who should it be but my maths teacher mr creswell <laughs> also dressed in full leather and and sunglasses he had little round sunglasses i guess he was like a bald-headed guy so i guess he was supposed to be morpheus but they had this yeah. like little skit planned where they had to like run off because they were being chased by agents and so they just both left the classroom <laughs> like ran off and then like down the stairs or whatever and then came back and Miss Woods introduced that we were doing the Matrix, and I like we were losing our minds. Yeah, it was awesome, and also studying the Matrix for English was awesome. Um, oh my god! Yeah, I think everyone else oh. was doing like fucking like Shakespeare movies. But yeah, we, got, we, we did, did Mean Creek. Yeah, and we were watching the mean Matrix Creek. and having the oh. best time. It was a good. It was a good year. Um, yeah. Wow. I love that you saw every teacher from our high school. We went to the same high school. Yeah. Um, like, in such an interesting way. Like, you've managed to capture all of them at their coolest, whereas I, like, did not. I caught them at their least cool. Oh, being no. Teachers. Oh, 
I mean, My English teacher that year yelled at us by saying, if you keep chewing cuds, people will think you have cuds to chew. <laughs> I love that. That is, that's the weirdest insult. That's yeah. from like it's a time so far ago, no one knows what that means. <laughs> yeah. I think that's like an expression too old for them to be saying. That's unreal. Yeah. God damn. Okay. Uh, very strange. But oh yeah. my gosh. So that only further enforced my knowledge and love of the Matrix. So I am a, a powerful. I'm I'm the one, Gareth. Basically, is what I'm trying to <laughs> yeah. tell you. Um, yeah. What What did you? What is your background with the Matrix? You said that you have also a deep history. So I'm excited. Yeah. So the year is '96 when this comes. No, '99. Sorry, when this comes out. Yeah. And. Um, I'm going to go see it with my friend Blake. Mm. He's told me all through school, we're going to go see the Matrix on Saturday. I'm so excited. His mom comes and picks us up and we get to the cinema and he was, he was lying. And instead of seeing the Matrix, we see Patch Adams. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Those are different films. I mean, very different. Patch Adams is is a fun time. Well, kind of. It's, it's, it's a wholesome time. It's heartwarming. Yeah. Yeah, But (laughs) it's not the Matrix. That's for sure. Oh, no. And so I don't get to see The Matrix until I think I must have been 11 as well when I finally got to see it. I saw it about the same time as maybe Reloaded, the sequel coming out. Oh, right. Yeah. But maybe before Revolutions, although all of them I just watched on like VHS or DVD. Um, And I was, I still, by that point, The Matrix was so deep in our culture. Like, oh, yeah. It's um, known, it's on IMDb that by 2002, the bullet time had been parodied. like in over 20 movies. Yeah. And that's just in the ye- one year following this movie coming out. It was massive. So most of my Matrix knowledge was unfortunately informed by Australians, Australian Mad Magazine. Oh, wow. So they would um, reprint Mad Magazine with a couple extra Australian bits. <laughs> and I'd get that from the library. And it was always laminated. So it was really hard to do the fold in on the back page. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> And so I, but I would read those over and over again because they were like, when you're like 11, they're kind of, they're just older enough, a mad magazine. Like it's a bit edgy, but it's not like, I don't know if you're as repressed as I was at 11. It's not, you know, it doesn't feel sinful. um, (laughs) I read, yeah, I read so much Australian mad magazine that I can still draw a caricature of Neo pretty well. Wow. You just give him a big forehead and tiny sunglasses. But I can also draw um, Sydney Olympic medalist uh, Ian Thorpe really well. <laughs> a lot of Thorpe jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, weirdly. Wow. I love that. The trick that. is to give him a big nose and big feet and then a little swim cap and a little smile. Oh. You've pretty much got him. Maybe cheeky little eyes. Well. That's, that's Ian Thorpe. Awesome. Shout outs to you. Yeah. The Thorpedo. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's right. What a legend. I haven't thought oh. about him in like maybe 10 years. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. Nah, what a guy. <laughs> anyway. Um, but then, yeah, I finally saw the movie at uh, the same friend's house years later. Oh, wow. I was blown away. Did you and like then... believe them that they, when you went around to watch it? They, <laughs> yeah. they were like, <laughs> imagine you get there and just puts on Patch Adams on DVD. <laughs> that would have been so good. And they're like in the case of The Matrix as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. What a gag. Yeah. And yeah, rewatched, rewatched it for this. Um, mm-hmm. Rewatched half of Reloaded this week as wow. well. The half I hadn't seen when I, because I think I mentioned eight weeks ago, I started watching that Reloaded. That you were watching it, yeah. Up. Yeah. 
Uh, so I finished it and I watched a little bit of Revolutions. Yeah. And then because I didn't understand either of those sequels, I went to bed and had the same reoccurring dream I have where Ooh. I'm studying for like high school science, but I don't know high school science. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I, I stopped having those dreams after someone sat me down and explained high school science to me. Oh, <laughs> like it's back now because I was so confused by the architect. Oh, man. You were sent backwards in time to, yeah. to the high school days. Man. Unreal. Yeah. What a, oh. what a scary, what a scary series of films. What yeah. power they hold over not only the zeitgeist, but our own dreams. Yeah. Man. Oh. Talk about Morpheus. Because he's named after the god of dreams. Whoa. <laughs> Sweet fact. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about how this movie, this classic of cinema, Gareth. Yeah. Synced with 1973 Magnum Opus Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, this is going to be, like, our most, I think, next to our Mahola Drive episode, mm. this is our most, like, yeah, teenagers in the 90s trying weed for the first time episode, I think. Yeah. I think probably. it's going to be very crunchy. Oh. <laughs> A lot of I big ideas. So. <laughs> yeah. Man, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. coming at it from a very relaxed angle, so let's, oh, let's, good. let's do our best. Uh, okay, so... Opening titles speak to me. You know how it goes. Um, yeah, the, I do like the the these opening title cards. They redid the logos in the the green grainy um, style of a CRT yeah. at the moment at at the time. I suppose I don't think that most of technology was this bad in nineteen ninety nine. Um, no, surely not. No, but like it, it's everything's green and Cody and whatever it's it's very early 90s i think the matrix is set in like 1990 or something it's not really uh, it's set in 99 i think um really he says you now believe it's oh, oh yeah actually no he says you now believe it's the end of the 20th century so right yeah okay set in stone that's the very end man yeah so that makes sense but uh but yeah they the the Technology that gets used here is pretty weird. I guess there's like cell phones and things like that, but whatever. Um, yeah. Anyway, we start the movie with a, a phone call taking place between um, a pair of characters who we don't know at the time, but they're Cypher mm. and Trinity having a talk uh, about this mission that they're on, that uh, Trinity's on rather. Um, and the call, we see the call being traced. So mm. there's like enormous uh we're zooming slowly in on a screen and there's there's uh numbers uh coming into focus and then you like fly through the numbers into uh a phone i can't remember but this first one but anyway um yeah so there there's police checking out a hotel room uh the at the heart of the city hotel i know like weird Ooh. facts about this movie because of doing <laughs> it in english by the way my knowledge is yeah. like pretty intense when it comes to the matrix so get ready for that um yes yay uh yeah so the, the i know the hotel room is 303 again <laughs> for uh trinity. Oh, because trinity yeah so um hey. yeah 303 and later on i think um neo's office cubicle is 101 for the same <sighs> reasoning yeah yeah so she's here trying to like find neo she's doing research on a little computer and then um agents uh arrive on the scene these like g-men style guys i do love the agents in this movie they're like 
Oh yeah. Oh, the agents are like this just such a terrifying force. Mm. Um so sinister and like faceless in this really interesting way. They're very good villains, I think. And there's Oh yeah. There are three of them in um in this movie. Uh but later on it's just Smith <laughs> in, in yeah. the sequels. I don't know why. Um, I guess the other ones. Oh, are- there's still other agents, but um, Smith is like a rogue virus at that point. That's right. He's like cloning. Oh, man. Yeah, I love them so much. And it's all down to Hugo Weaving, who yeah. I think they only got because they had to shoot this in Australia because Australia was cheap. Yes. So there's a couple of New Zealanders show up and a bunch of Australian actors. Yeah. And it's- they just happen to get the Weave Master himself. <laughs> the Weave King. Here he is. Yeah. Elrond. The Weevil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wearing a weave in that movie. Yeah. Strong weave. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, here he is on the scene going in. He says uh, that to the police guy who's like, they're sent here to round up Trinity. And he says, your men are already dead. And then they uh, go in on scene. Uh, and have a fight this is where you first get the like very early into the movie is that like full mm. 180 degree turn shot yeah um which is awesome like revolutionary for the time um the way they did this is absolutely insane if you know how this happened as well it's like they set up a, a ring like a rig of cameras that ro- literally took a frame uh of this big jump with uh trinity like flying through the air or whatever and then just yeah. like it was just this but like i think like 30 something cameras that were used no to, way. to get this and it just like takes a frame from each of them as it rotates around um whoa yeah it's very clever uh yeah i knew the offspring did a music video like that i didn't know that's what they did for the matrix as well yeah it's it's very the offspring also a fan of small sunglasses sorry <laughs> I mean, everyone was at the time, I guess. Like, this Can is we just... quickly talk about small sunglasses? Because I think yeah. you and I are alone in the world and thinking they're the funniest thing in the world. Oh, my God. They're ridiculous. Like, yeah. there's the ones that um, uh, fucking Cypher has in this movie yeah. are, like, the the most insane sunglasses I've ever seen. It's... The, the, why, why do people insist on wearing these tiny little sunglasses, <laughs> Gary? Yeah. I think they're slowly coming back. Like, um, for a recent midwinter, um, Secret Santa, one of our gifts was tiny yellow sunglasses, and the guy who got them was so mad and couldn't get rid of them. No one would t- take them. No, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, but they're. Oh, it's so funny. And shout out to one of our friends who we dared to do the gag where you wear big sunglasses over top of your tiny ones, and she went in and ordered a pizza, and then took off the <gasps> sunglasses to reveal the smaller ones. I remember and I think that. about that every night as I fall asleep. It was so funny. It was the best. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, what a, what a great time. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, this, we get these fight scenes. They're very like comic booky framed. Everything is like, um, to the left. You can tell that like storyboards had a huge handle in how yes, this, yeah. how this, uh, was put together and that like it, it, everything's really interestingly framed there's this great shot of um you see like trinity's like eye and through her like she's got her hands on her head just before this fight scene cuts off and you see the Mm. uh, framed in her like arm is the police officer with the gun and and torch pointing at her 
It's, it's just really clean looking. It's a very nice yeah. shot. But anyway. Um, <clears throat> uh, when she jumps up, and there is the famous circle shot as well, is mm. um, Pink Floyd saying, hi, you fly. Oh, that's good. Yeah. There we go. First sink of the day. Oh, P- yeah. <laughs> plotted on the, the, the thing. I don't know. Um, <laughs> whatever we do. Whatever it is we're doing here. Um, yeah. So, uh, she has to like run and escape from these guys. Uh, it just goes into like a chase sequence. Um, as we go into race towards an early grave and mm. on the run as you do. And, um, yeah, she's like leaping from rooftop to rooftop. Um, and there's, there's this huge jump that she does that you get like a weird angle from above. I don't really like that shot, but anyway, oh, um, yeah. and then you see, uh, Smith do the same thing and do this like three point landing, um, holding a gun next to his head. It just looks really good. <laughs> Mm. (laughs) um and yeah uh uh, trinity like jumps off a building and dives through a window um and then down falls down some stairs on the inside uh and (laughs) this is this is my another like english teacher thing um are you ready um so the window the way it breaks is it leaves the um it leaves part of the frame that creates uh like as if the window were a clock it's pointing to three o'clock um no way yes way <laughs> for again for trinity <laughs> just like <sighs> everything is so thought through <laughs> yeah well, well the this- wachowskis had like years of storyboarding and scripting this yeah like, and it shows like it's a mir- like it's a miracle they got to make this as their second ever film oh, for real and like but in anyone else's hands i think it would have just like fallen apart yeah it needed that it needs it's a film that needs that much passion yeah and for sure yeah very happy to have it really came through um yeah yeah so the the chase sequence winds up with um trinity making a mad dash for a phone booth mm. uh grabbing the receiver and right as a semi truck like crashes into it destroying it uh it's such a weird sequence if like the first time you see this you have no idea what the fuck yeah. is going on like it is the it is it, it's a cool intro you like things are happening but you just understand nothing Mm. um but yeah it all it all makes sense it all yeah it all gets there um unfortunately that crash uh takes place before the crash sound in on the run yeah which are annoyed with that yeah a little bit of a shame but that's okay um anyway so uh she managed to quote get out but um the the agents got their info on Neo. So that's the new target. Um, and uh, we fly through the receiver of the phone into the matrix world. And then we see Neo looking at his CRT, like very old looking <laughs> computer monitor. And he's uh, researching Morpheus, um, this terrorist guy on this. Mm. Like uh, his operating system is the weirdest looking thing. I don't know what it is with movies and just having the least convincing technology for like, I get that you can't run just like windows or whatever (laughs) (laughs) because like you'd have to pay windows to do that. But it's just, especially the nineties where people would go out of their way to just do the worst thing. My favorite thing that I think about all the time is that one, um, neo music video or is it an usher music video where he's using his phone and on his phone when he just sent a text to someone it's just microsoft word (laughs) oh yes yes yeah Uh, i might be a different one but there's um a nally music video where 
I think she's sending a text via uh, Excel. That's it. That's the one yeah, I'm thinking of. Yeah. So funny. Bizarre. Dilemma. Dilemma. Yeah. 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 Um, absolutely. Oh my God. Uh, z- so, um, yeah. So he's just researching Morpheus, just hanging out in his little room. And this is where we get the crash sound, which is no good. No bueno no. For, for old JB. Um, uh, his computer starts talking to him. It's just the little green text talking on its own saying like, wake up and all this weird riddle stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, something very, I've got to bring this up. Yes. Yeah. I am under oath on this whole podcast. Yeah. Um, so again, 11 years old, finally see the matrix. Then opens a weird stretch of my life where during lunchtime, mm-hmm. I go to the school library and use Microsoft PowerPoint for mm. the whole lunch break. Wow. Me and my buddies, we take the six computers there and we just make little stories and Aww. cartoons out of the clip art and the um, animations and transitions and stuff. And the everyone's favorite thing to do was to get the PowerPoint black and then have it type on and say, wake up, Neo, follow the white rabbit. Right. Yeah. And then you hit enter and you have like a clip art of a rabbit. It was, it was good stuff. <laughs> I love that. That's very sweet. And we sweet. had to, I think we all had to have Microsoft Encarta open in another window and just like <laughs> if a teacher came, you closed your yeah. homemade Matrix PowerPoint and be like, oh yeah, miss, just, just learning about knights and stuff. <laughs> That's wonderful. Oh my God. I, yeah. Oh my God. What That's, a lovely yeah, story. Yeah, just if you worried, I was too cool to analyze this film. Don't worry. Don't worry. We're still nerds. We're still fucking yeah. dorks, guys. Don't fret. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the clocks go off. They do go off right on the buzzer of um, Neo getting a knock at the door, which is a pretty clean sink there. Yeah. Pretty happy about that. All the clocks going yeah. off, like waking him from his reverie. Um, and Neo is a hacker man. He, he uh, <laughs> like, I don't know, really, it's very vague what he does, but he, like, this guy's here to pick up, like, a chip or something, like a hacked yeah. device or something that he's done. Um, and he's very thankful for it. There's a bit of a call forward thing where um, this guy triples down on this uh, religious angle by saying the line, Hallelujah, you're my savior, man, my own personal Jesus Christ. Um, so that's a, a call forward to him being the one, you know, there's a lot yeah. of, uh, religious analog in this, uh, movie. Well, like Christian religion specifically, um, of the, of him being this like savior, um, reborn and all these things, mm. you know, it's, 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 it's interesting. It's like not a directly, a direct comparison to Christian religion, but there's a lot of like overtones of that kind of stuff. No, like, also no like symbolism that you'd see from um christianity which is interesting yeah i wonder <laughs> how seriously keanu took it though because now he's grown his hair and beard out very jesusy yeah i don't know i think that's just an aesthetic thing like i i, I th- i'm fine with that i think he really yeah. suits the long hair more yeah, than he looks does so good yeah more than he does the the short hair so you know fair mm. enough he's he's come a long way uh since oh, yeah. his appearance in this film um yeah uh so anyway yeah he goes with the this group because the girl has a white rabbit tattoo and that was the clue from the from Mm. the computer (laughs) whoever was talking to it and so he goes to this like horrible like nightmare (laughs) 
<laughs> cyberpunk club. Um, this place is ridiculous. So we're hearing um, times like opening like chill heartbeats for this. But in this club, they're just blasting Dragula. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm really upset that I'm not hearing Dragula because that song is hysterical. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I think again, maybe this is why I was such a scared, repressed eleven year old who had to spend his lunchtimes in the libraries. This makes partying look intense. Looks fucking like there's people in cages. Yeah. Yeah. This is like the scary night, like, night city club, <laughs> you know? I don't, yeah. I'm not into it. It's very- This is what your parents warn you about. Yeah. You'll, you'll accidentally do a drug in this place yeah. if you're not careful, like- Oh, man. Watch out. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's also at this point that, like, I noticed that uh, the the color grade on the, on the movie is very well done. Um, the it, all the scenes that are in the matrix world or whatever are all green tinted yeah and everything in the real world quote unquote is all um blue tinted like blue and red as the opposites i guess uh the the unused rgb colors <laughs> effectively um <laughs> yeah. so yeah it's it's quite easy to tell where you are just based on the how the how things are shot and presented like it's it's very easy to like visually uh understand that someone's in the matrix or someone's outside of the matrix so it's 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 a good thing um yeah but yeah very clear in this in this club that i, I just noticed it here everything's green in here um, <laughs> yeah don't forget everything green yeah uh, any color you like green issue with it is that like everyone in the matrix looks really sick everyone oh for sure and yeah. not in the cool sick way like the the sick sick way that everyone's very pale um yeah but anyway uh I guess you wouldn't be that much uh, more. You, you'd be fairly pale in the real world as well because they scorch the sky or whatever, right? No <laughs> one's getting any sun anywhere. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I wonder, do you reckon all the actors like maybe went method and hid underground for a few months and then when they emerged, they were just that pale that the Wachowskis had to be like, all right, Neo, Neo's a pale guy now. Potentially, yeah. They're all doing the combat yeah. training for like months and months, so... It's like yeah. kind of going underground. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Trinity appears in the club and tells Neo that he's in danger and just like generic, like paranoia kind of stuff. <laughs> like mm. you're being watched. It's very like, uh, the, okay, well, I'm going to talk about it now. The issue with the Matrix is that it spawned the uh, red pill ideal. Mm. And yeah. it's- it's wild that the matrix has that legacy and that it's sort yeah. of um i don't think it, it has the elements that like the founding documents of the red pill kind of thing there's like paranoia and distrust of societal norms right but mm. um it's like sort of it's not saying that you should go out and be an asshole <laughs> you know <No. laughs> It's it's very yeah. weird um, that it's it's also written and directed by two like tra yeah. by two trans women. It's like, right. Everyone in the Matrix would everyone involved in making the Matrix would hate the red pillar kind of people. Exactly. It's so yeah. strange that it created this like subculture of things that's of of people that's lasted like twenty years. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like that a movie like because this it definitely came from this like. 
Mm. There's no argument there. Like it's it created this way of thinking, and that's nuts for a movie to do, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it go- does like go to show, like I guess in a lighter note, like the influence this movie had. Like it was. Oh yeah, there was definitely pre Matrix and post Matrix. Yeah, it was the zeitgeist of the time. Mm. It was like this was the movie of the moment for sure. And then yeah. it got two very over-the-top sequels, so... Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, How do you feel about the sequels? Have you seen them lately? I haven't seen them lately. I have yeah. seen them, of course, many times, as I want <laughs> to do. I own... So, I own the, like, box DVD set of The Matrix. Ooh. It was, like, one of my, like, very earliest, like, purchases with my own money. It's, like, it's mm. a, this was a big deal movie for me. Um it's very cool. It's got like the uh, glowy uh, matrix symbols all over it. It's like lenticular cover and stuff. It looks great. Um, and yeah, so I would watch them all the time and have a, have a great time. And it also came with like the animatrix and like a bunch of other um, like short story things that were part of it. It was cool. Um, what? So have you seen the animatrix as well? Absolutely. Yeah. Damn, you did your homework. Yeah, I, I <laughs> literally <laughs> year eleven English, but oh. yeah, I know everything about the Matrix. I'm the <laughs> I've been studying for this podcast for years. <laughs> I, was, oh, man, I would I'm never truly am here to see the Oracle. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I I would never have suggested this movie because I know too much about it. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, anyway. Uh, you like to approach your podcast like a wee child in the woods. Yeah, I do. Yeah. An adventure. No, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, so anyway, Trinity's telling him that he's in danger and um, she's like uh, that he's looking for an answer to a question. And the question is, what is the Matrix? And yeah, he wakes up late for work over time mm. solo. And then he goes into work and uh, his boss is like yelling at him. Uh, chewing him out apparently the um uh, this is another sweet uh, english fact here um the uh window washers in this scene are the wachowskis um no way yes way um they're just up there oh. cleaning the windows um pretty cool and the boss is new zealand's own david aston yeah here yeah. he is um and, this- and i think this is the first movie where i've met someone in it because i've met david aston whoa that's cool yeah wow what's he yeah. like so last he was nice. He was just in a rush. It was a Saturday. We were working on a photo shoot. Oh, yeah. wow. That's cool. That's good. Nice. All I remember is he had an earring in, and later I was like, oh, his character in the um, play that we were doing the shoot for probably wouldn't have an earring, but it was too late. Oh, well. And I think I forgot to Photoshop it out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. But no, sure. very nice. Sure, it was fine. Yeah. And so last time I watched this movie clean, I tried to brag about having met David Aston, and mm. I tried to bring up a photo of him. Um, from that photo shoot and that's when i realized my own uh website was down and i then <gasps> spent all the whole viewing trying to get it back up oh no and it felt very the matrix in a weird way but in a like if the matrix was really lame <laughs> that was what i was going through <laughs> your own personal matrix yeah amazing oh just getting yeah, your it own. wasn't it wasn't like rogue agents or anything okay. bringing my website down. It was just my own incompetence. That you know of. It could have been a rogue <gasps> agent that brought it down. Smith. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, oh, at least now, like, ones and zeros exist of me saying Hugo Weaving is amazing. So, like, no rogue Ooh. agents. Thank goodness. You don't yeah. have to chase him down anymore, Hugo. <laughs> you don't Hugo, have to. Hugo, you go. 
and live your life. <laughs> Hugo leaving. <laughs> oh, that's the better one. <laughs> oh, he truly is the one. <laughs> I've done it. I've cracked the code. I've seen <sighs> the code, Gareth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's flying away. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. That's how I'm going to end the podcast by ascending. Um, oh, good. Yeah. So, uh, the boss is cheering him out. He's saying that he has to make a choice, which is um, mirroring uh, the later choice that um, Neo also has to make. This movie is all about choices in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, but anyway, uh, gets a, sorry, he gets a phone delivered to his cubicle, like this weird looking click out Nokia cell phone that I think- Yeah, very Hitch. Yeah, it probably, yeah, it just existed for Hitch in this movie, I think, because I've <laughs> yeah. never seen one of these in the wild. <laughs> um, it's great. But anyway, um, Morpheus is on the other end and he's saying that the agents are coming for him to get him. It's more like very like classic paranoia stuff. They're coming to get you and you've got to follow my instructions, otherwise you won't get out, you know? like um yeah. So it feels like a dream, like someone would tell you to do this in a dream, right? Or oh, heck yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, he's got to um, get out. He like look peeks over his cubicle and sees them there, and he goes like, "Oh shit!" And then Morpheus delivers this. Lawrence Fishburne delivers this line <laughs> of uh, on the other end. He just goes, "Yeah." <laughs> In response oh. to oh shit, which is just amazing. Yeah. Oh, we used to do that all the time. My brother and I will be like talking and one of us will misquote it by going like Morpheus and the other one will go, yeah. <laughs> That's a good bet. I like it. Yeah. Uh, uh, the amount of like childhood bits this movie created, it's just part of its influence, you know? Yeah. There you go. It's, yeah. it's just, it's a powerful film. It, it, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, so he guides uh neo through like the maze of cubicles um which is uh it's like it's well done it's very tense um the mm. the agents sort of like drift around like sharks which i really enjoy they're like just move mm. very like smoothly around looking for neo um uh, but we are going into um, great gig for this and i feel like that doesn't really fit the tension of the moment that well no um, yeah for sure yeah uh so uh he tried morpheus tries to get neo out of the building by sending him up like a scaffold up the side of the building and neo's like mm. too scared to follow through on it um because it's bloody scary he's like way up in the air i, I wouldn't do it hell no um nah. anyway he gets taken in by the agents uh taken into custody and um we see another really good shot. This is reflected in like a round mirror of um, Trinity's motorbike. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, it's a clean little shot. And like he's being put into a vehicle like in slow motion. It's really nice. Um, then we get, yeah, a call forward to your favorite character, the architect in his um, <laughs> security cam TV room. It's not really, uh. it, it's not actually like explicit in this movie, but like it's, um, yeah, it's shown here, right? Like, I don't think they thought of the architect in this room as a thing. I think it's supposed to be just, like, generic, like, security cam watching Neo in this in this instance. But Surely, right? I doubt they had any idea for the Matrix yeah, to be loaded at this point. I don't think so. But, like, um, no. but it definitely is that. Like, it, it definitely inspired the architect's room in the, in the sequel. Yeah. So, that's pretty cool. That you get to see it here very early um 
But anyway, uh, so there's an interrogation here with um, Smith, Hugo Weaving, Hugo arriving here on scene um, and taking his glasses off. Uh, so there's a, th- a thing about glasses in this movie. Glasses are like a symbol for having power over a scene Ooh. effectively and that like yeah. if a character is wearing sunglasses they're like more powerful if they like have their sunglasses off then they they are like more human in a way or like yeah it's it's a recurring hmm. thing so smith takes his glasses off here to be, to appear more human and more relatable in this moment and then um every time he takes his sunglasses off he's like more vulnerable you know Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's definitely something they forgot with Reloaded because Reloaded, everyone's wearing their sunglasses the whole movie and you can't see any eyes and you just kind of forget they're humans. It became, yeah. Well, like the thing is, like, it became like a symbol more for the franchise than it did for this specific thing, right? Like, it's fairly intentional here, but like, if uh, in, in the sequels, it's more like, Oh, it's the Matrix. Everyone wears sunglasses. That's just like what it is. That's just how mm. it's done. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, so <laughs> he gets like a little report out to interrogate Neo about his double life. Um, he's like a software developer guy during the day, like a regular person. And then like a hacker, a cyber hacker guy, cybersecurity defeater. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Computer boy. Computer boy. But this report is also written in the Matrix font, which is really funny. It looks <laughs> it looks really weird printed out on paper. <laughs> this <Yeah>. like <laughs> enormous like data looking font. Um, but but anyway, I, I just like that. They only really... had one font on the office yeah. computer making the Matrix, you know? That's kind of the the cha- <laughs> the bad thing about the Matrix is that they chose like a such a shitty font <laughs> yeah. for it. Oh, it's such a shame. Um mm. But yeah, uh so yeah, he says one life, one of these lives has a future and the other does not. Um which ends up being a fully accurate statement and like is like it's very clever very cleverly done right and that yeah. um it's it's very true that one of these lives does have a future um but yeah not not from what smith is actually trying to say uh mm. so we get money starting up halfway through the scene and uh there's no real sinks for a little bit we get uh, oh, no. neo saying that <laughs> how about i give you the finger and you give me my phone call is like one of the classic lines from this did you go like eight in year 11 getting to see a man give a finger give a finger to someone in english class absolutely yes it was great great times (laughs) um but yeah this goes into the very upsetting uh we were stoked for that and they're very not stoked for this next scene (laughs) where um like it's uh neo's mouth gets like fused shut it like melts yeah. together and like so he just has no mouth just like flat skin um the cgi for this is pretty bad it doesn't look that good but honestly that makes it worse it makes it mm. look horrible <laughs> like actually very harrowing um even though it doesn't yeah. look realistic that almost makes it worse um but yeah uh yeah, yeah. similar to food fires <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is more horrifying because it's fake more upsetting um yeah but yeah, there's actually quite a lot of messed up like mouth stuff in this movie. I don't really know what Ooh. that's all about. Um, 
But yeah, there definitely is. Like with the tubes going into people's mouths later on. Yeah, that's and true. The, the like mirror flowing down his throat and all this stuff. You're like, I don't know what's going on with mouth yeah. stuff, but yeah. These anyway. mouth tricks. <laughs> the mouth tricks. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not so good. <laughs> me saying that is adding to the messed up mouth things. Yeah. Because I use my mouth to say it. It's Ugh. making me more uncomfortable for sure. Um, <laughs> they plant a little um, a bug into him. And it's like a... Yes. It's a literal bug in that they... It's like this little um, silver device thing that slowly morphs and transforms into like something that looks like a little robot silverfish. Um, yeah. And it like burrows into his uh, uh, belly button in a sort of like reverse alien situation. Yeah, <laughs> um, so horrific. Yeah, it's rough. <laughs> um, yeah. And then he just so like, like it's ninety nine, and you're watching this movie. You're yeah. like probably twenty minutes in now, and you've seen some cool flying stuff, and you've yeah. seen a man's mouth vanish and a bug go in him. Like yeah. All from this movie that you only know from its cool green poster. You must be, like, losing your mind at this point. Absolutely. I was scared at this point. Yeah. The first time seeing it, for sure. This is fucking oh, awful to watch. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, he, like, wakes up as if it were a nightmare. Um, like, screaming and just goes, like, oh, like that. Yeah. Which is very, like, it's interesting because it's, like, uh, the, the Matrix is this dream world. So, they're in charge of whether or not someone's awake uh for any particular thing so they can make things feel more like a dream at any given point uh the oh, robots right yeah. so yeah so i think that's- do you reckon they just undid the day as well so he just had the dream and then woke up and went to work like nothing had happened probably right like yeah yeah just fuck with his memory in that little way i don't know it's i, I guess mm. it's implied but he has this like horrible memory of it anyway. Um, yeah, as true. if it were a dream. Um, yeah. Uh, so he gets a call and he's going to meet under this bridge and, um, Morpheus is going to, going to meet with him. Um, and so they go down there, um, and they pick him up and put him in the car. Uh, <laughs> we meet a couple of other people here, but we don't know who oh, they yeah. are. <clears throat> we got Switch and Apoc um, chilling in the in this car, uh, and I love them. Um, I love them I both love dearly. Yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So he nearly refuses the call here. Classic hero's journey stuff. Being mm. like, ah, oh, I don't want to be going down here when Switch points a gun at him, um, and which is fair enough. And then, <laughs> but decides to go along with them, and then they um, debug him. Uh, they get this like horrible looking like ghostbuster ass device out yeah and uh try and search around his little tummy um for this bug it's 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 upsetting to say the mm. least um and then yeah like latches onto him and sucks it out of his little belly button and then yeah they throw it out the window and it turns back into the little device that we saw earlier which is a, a clean like open and close of that um yeah very good uh also for the scene um the all the uh it's raining very heavily rain features a lot in this movie um again the falling rain mirroring the code of the matrix falling down Mm. um i don't really know why they chose that (laughs) for the the look of the matrix um 
But yeah, because code doesn't do that. It's no. only because of the matrix that people think it does. Yeah, right? Like, it yeah. just, like, that's just a stylistic choice that they went with um, that, like, yeah, took over. I definitely have seen uh, numerous uh, screensavers that is just the matrix code falling. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've probably seen some cool 11-year-olds figure out how to do it in PowerPoint. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of that, by the way, is that you were using clip art even in that. <laughs> like, because they would have done that in yeah. the movie. If you just, if you pay close enough attention to the Matrix, you just see a little clip art white rabbit <laughs> in the background yeah. of one of of one of Cipher's screens. <laughs> oh, the little um, clippy, the paper yeah. clip popping up and being like, "Looks like you're trying to take down my machine overlords." <laughs> Want some help? I don't trust you, <laughs> Clippy. You're a mole. You're on the inside. Um, That's always missing in the sequels when they start hanging out with more programs is there needs to be a human who was Clippy. Yes. Oh, my God. How would that even happen? They're just, just like do- trying to be helpful all the time, but they just yeah. are so annoying. Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, who would you cast as Clippy as a human Clippy? Ooh. Human Clippy for the Matrix? Yeah. Oh, gosh. My first thought was Carrot Top. <laughs> and I don't know why. It could be like his, you know, his oh. one serious role. Oh, but- my God. Oh. That's a great choice. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Oh. I would have said up until like this year, I would have said John Cena. Because John Cena, oh, yeah. famously, um, a lot of wrestling fans don't like him or didn't like him. Yeah. But because they'd um, positioned him as a good guy, they couldn't go and make him bad because they had like sponsorship deals with Make-A-Wish. Mm. So he's kind of like the helpful good guy who nobody really likes. Yeah. So yeah, maybe early John Cena or the guy who plays Ted Mosby and um, Oh, wow. Your mother. That's, yeah, that's, that's it. That guy, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Oh, man. Yeah, I can just see it. Yeah, like, he would suit the Matrix. He's got Neo's haircut. He does, yeah. He would, Josh he would Radner. Fit yeah. Yeah. Get in there, mate. <laughs> Are we agreed? They're making Matrix 4, by the way. That's a real- Yes. Yeah, Matrix like, Re- uh, Resurrections. Yeah, we're like actually very topical for the moment, like talking about right? this movie. So, good yeah. stuff. Um, um, no trailer as of this recording. No. But, yeah, Looking some Looking forward to it. I'll um, go see it. Carrie Ann Moss is back. Yeah. Yeah, um, Neil Patrick Harris to bring it back to How I Met Your Mother as wow. well. He's in it. Yeah, he's playing Clippy. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh please! <laughs> They've made a fourth one just to you know have Clippy in it. They're like, we were missing something. <laughs> Get him on. Call Bill. Can we license Clippy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, We've got to get back to this. This yeah. we're not that far in this movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they rock up to this like uh, big old building. Um, I don't know really what this place is, but they come back here later. It's like a big hotel rundown mm. kind of place. It's not the same one from the from the intro, but anyway, um, it's got this great like beautiful spiral staircase in the middle. And they go up there for the meet uh, with Big M himself, uh, Morpheus Lawrence Fishbourne. Here he is. Um, I've written it in my notes as the Lawrence Fishbourne reveal. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
which I don't really know because we did see a little photo of him on um, Neo's screen. Um, mm. But anyway, it's the reveal. Um, I'll be honest. A lot of Lawrence Fishburne's roles have a big reveal. Like when he shows up in the John Wick films, yeah. he gets the reveal. I feel like he has one in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Like, he, like they open a door and he's like, oh, Lawrence Fishburne. It's, part, it's of his, part of his contract. Yeah. Part of his rider is that he always has to have a huge reveal. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. fair enough. Yeah. I like that a lot. It's a lot of bravado for an actor to have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so for this scene um, we, with uh, Morpheus, like interviewing Neo, basically, um, it's over us, us and them. Um, mm. And it's about, it's a pretty good sync uh, for me and that um, uh, Neo has to choose between joining the us, uh, Morpheus and his, his team in the real world and, um, and or the them, like going back to his normal life. Um, and Pink Floyd agree. They say, after all, we're <laughs> no ordinary men. <laughs> so yeah. there you go. Um, yeah, it's, and then yeah, we get the like the the scene with the pills. In my notes again, I've pretty I've mused that it's pretty wild that this scene has led to one of the most problematic ways of thinking this century. Yeah. Like it's just fucking insane. But anyway, um I do really like that the the pills are each mirrored in one of um Morpheus's lenses on his glasses. Yeah. That's, so that's- that was done by sticking green paper over his glasses and uh green screening his hands and letter yeah so he's got little yeah. green shades on as he's recording <laughs> yeah. this it's hilarious yeah um uh, um when he has to choose between red and blue pink floyd also sing black and blue no uh, you're close so they're a bit off yeah they're maybe maybe they've got red color blindness yeah maybe it happens to like a huge um, percentage of men and yeah. pink floyd yeah, um, one of, of that percentage. One of my colleagues is is red red colorblind. So shout outs to you. I'm not going to name you, but shout outs if you listen to this. Oh, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So it sort of explains a little bit of what the Matrix is here, like a little bit of a taste, so that he like mm. ha- is interested to learn more. He's just saying that it's like it's all around us. Matrix is everything. Uh, you're a slave, and all this stuff. Um, yeah. He's saying, yeah, me as an 11 year old, my mind is blowing at this point. Yeah, I have no idea what's going to happen. It's crazy. He's speaking a yeah. lot of insane stuff and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I still don't understand. Um, and I think that's yeah. like how you're supposed to feel. So that's fine. <laughs> um, mm. uh, but yeah, it's, it's a cool visual with the pills and um, you know what pill he takes guys. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it. Um, and then, yeah, they go into this other like room with more like weird cobbled together 90s machines (laughs) Um, yeah and they like strap him to this like hospital gurney thing and they're like from inside the matrix i guess in context they're trying to like find him in the pods or whatever um trace his location or whatever uh Mm. that's all the pill does right like you're expecting him to take it and immediately like something cool and matrixy happens but all it's doing is yeah giving them some sort of pulse to find yeah it like traces their location it's like an electro pulse or whatever a a program Mm. effectively um that yeah changes the signal in his pod or whatever i don't know um but anyway they find out where he is and 
Uh, Neo starts seeing some weird stuff. I don't really know mm. why this could also be a side effect of the pill program thing, like the matrix itself, like breaking. Um, and he's the, there's this mirror that like mends itself. It like flows together like water. And then, um, when he touches it, it starts like creeping up his arm, uh, towards his neck and threatens to choke him by pouring down his throat again very upsetting um mm. being choked by this horrible creeping silver liquid um very scary uh yeah. but yeah uh so they they find him just in time because of the drama and um he wakes up in his gross like cyberspace pod with plugs mm. all over him and this feeding slash oxygen tube down his throat. Um, yeah, this it's this point in the movie you're like fucking flawed. It's it's yeah. This oh reveal of um, waking up in this pod and then being surrounded by other like millions of other pods of these huge mm. towers, and then like lightning arcing between them. It just like it's so dramatic. It's such a crazy visual. Um, and yeah. fucking well done for the time as well. Like this looks incredible. Um, yeah, it's it's very scary. Um, uh, we go into the, uh, any color you like, and there's this big robot thing that appears and like detaches him from all his plugs. Uh, there's this so it like puts this little like screen up to his face so that you can see Neo like struggling. And I've noticed this, this is such a Wachowski shot of the, um, this like screen coming up and reflecting something is something they do in a lot of their movies. Um, I just wanted to point it out, but, um, yeah. Uh, so I don't really know the function of this robot either. Like (laughs) it's really, it's on their side, right? The people. I think so. I don't know. It could just be a thing that happens when someone dies, maybe like. It, like in the mat- in the context of the matrix like if someone dies mm. in their little pod in the matrix world then they have to be unplugged of all their plugs and then sent down the little chute um i think that's what this robot's job is it's like this it's oh, like yeah. a, a a coroner or something <laughs> effectively <laughs> it says a little robot prayer yeah <laughs> and sends you away yeah it does but you can't understand it because it says it in binary <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, so it detaches all the plugs and um, he gets sent down this chute. I think this is, again, this is supposed to be symbolic of, like, um, being born. Um, oh, for sure, yeah. And and then rebirth. He gets uh, lifted out of the, uh, up into the light by this, like, extendy grabby hand. <laughs> um, <laughs> looks like a claw machine, like the world's yeah. <laughs> weirdest claw machine. Um <laughs> just lifting Morpheus up. is there putting in two dollar coins trying to win win himself a neo i'll get him next time i'll get him next time just give yeah. me another <laughs> that's shot. how he ended up with cypher has he got the wrong toy oh, fuck yeah it's <laughs> just like <laughs> oh, i was actually going for the other guy but um i name you cypher <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so we're in the real world now and um yeah we get how do we know we're in the real world blue morpheus delivers Oh wait, were you about to do it? I just, I just yelled blue. Everything's blue is how we know. But, <laughs> but also, Morpheus does say, yes, he says, welcome to the real world. Which is like, so good. And how good is it? Me at age maybe 12, when we first got our Windows XP, mm. um, we found a website that let you download um, 
MP3s from your favorite, or WAV files from your favorite Ooh. movies. So we had Welcome to the Real World, and when you turned on the computer, <laughs> Lawrence Fishbourne is Morpheus, instead of going like um, the Brian Eno music. Yeah. Yeah. It was um, Morpheus speaking to us and saying, Welcome to the Real World. It's our slow XP booted up. Amazing. I love it. So dorky. It's the oh. best thing ever. I'm very impressed with, with your powerful <laughs> move there, Gareth. Oh, my computer hacking. Yeah, you're a regular Neo. Um, <laughs> uh, have I talked about the X-Men 2 interactive desktop experience? No. Why not? <laughs> um, so this was... You know, sort of around the same time. Around the same time for me, not the mm. same time for the world. Um, on the official X-Men 2 website, you could download the X-Men 2 interactive desktop experience, which replaced your entire desktop with a big X-Men 2 poster Whoa! that you could then click around on and get different trivia about the characters. That's and cool. It would load this massive flash thing instead of your oh, desktop no. background. A big, like photo of storm and be like name storm superpowers storm weather <laughs> fun trivia da 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 yeah. played by Halle Berry and you're like whoa cool meanwhile like your computer fan is going insane <laughs> trying to load this just trying to create a dramatic representation of storm just trying yeah. to place you in the scene <laughs> by whipping That's up a perfect. bit of wind uh, my poor dad trying to use Microsoft Excel to send a text, obviously. Um, and, like, the computer can't handle it because it's got to load all these facts about Patrick Stewart. <laughs> I loved it so much. It was a real hassle to get it uninstalled as well. Oh, that's the- When I finally moved on from X-Men 2. That's the best. I love that. Oh, oh my god. Bring it back. Bring back weird computer <laughs> hacks to promote your film. I thought you were going to say bring back specifically X-Men 2. <laughs> yeah. Oh, when are they going to stop making all these new movies and just make X-Men 2? Yeah, please. Yeah. It was so Everyone's good, still in it. Aged up. I know all the trivia. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Have they it. done that? A shot for shot remake of a movie with all the original cast, just older, but not addressing it? I don't think so. Right? I hope they yeah, have. Like, yeah. Give it a shot. I mean, if they're really that keen on nostalgia. Just why not? Yeah. Fair enough. Maybe. This is the last podcast that ends um, movie entertainment. Oh, no. They listen to that and they're just like, sounds good. Sweet. Shit. All right. Starting over. We fixed it. We fixed cinema again. Yeah. Damn it. Oh, no. Oh, it's all our fault. Oh. It's, we shouldn't have said it back in, like, um, the 2000s when we said, oh, what if comic movies but good? We should yeah. never have said that, Gareth. Now look. Yeah, that look, was us who started that. Look where it's landed us. Yeah. What if remake? We should have been happy with The Matrix. We should have seen The Matrix and been like, yep, that was good. Hmm. <laughs> And that was it. That was the end of the story, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, we're in the real world. Um, yeah. Uh, we get, like, a little bit of mo a montage of um, Neo recovering. Um, they, like, rebuild his muscles here, which is pretty wild. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, anyway. Uh, he wakes up. 
um, and as we bunk, um, and like he's got plugs all over him, he's got plugs on his, a couple, they've taken off most of the plugs off his body, um, but he's still mm. got the big one on the back of his head and like one in his arm, I guess for like convenience of like feeding you, I don't really know, um, uh, it, it's strange. Hey, the, the, all the yeah. plugs and stuff is a is a weird thing, but um, yeah, that's it's it's part of the film. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so we go into brain damage, and uh, Morpheus comes in, and uh, he's like, "All right, here's the breakdown on the tutorial of of this ship and what it was all about." Um, mm. This is where we find out that it's not. Uh, 1999 it's more like 2199 um so like they don't really know though how long it's actually been since yeah. all this has happened um i think later it's implied in revolutions and i had to look this up because again couldn't understand a word the architect was saying yeah um in between all his ergos and vis vs oh my god uh it's implied that it's been 600 years and every every 100 years they reboot the matrix yeah they like completely reset it back to i guess yeah. the 90s i don't know like yeah hard to say <laughs> where the the points are that they reset <laughs> it but anyway um mm. <clears throat> yeah so we get the like intro to the ship and the crew the ship's called the nebuchadnezzar um which again is a biblical reference um mm. we got uh the crew uh morpheus trinity um apox which you got cypher you got um, Tank and Dozer, who are like two guys that were born in out in the real world outside of the Matrix. Um, yeah, and so they're like the operator guys, and Mouse as well. He's like a, a another like uh, supporting character, I guess. He's like a hacker boy. I don't know. Mm. Um, yeah. So the, yeah, the other ones what are all crew. the other ones are all like fighters and like trained combat people tank and dozer are like the operator guys and, and running the ship and mouse is the like programmer little guy um yeah 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 that sums it up really well and it's like kind of don't get too attached to any of these guys no absolutely like, not apoc no offense i'm sure the actor is great but apoc is the most forgettable character i'm pretty sure he only has one line um yeah yeah. Whereas power to switch, the actress who plays Switch goes all out to make sure you remember Switch. She's an all white. <laughs> when she's in the Matrix, she's an all white. She's yep. got a mesh shirt with like uh She's got like wrap <laughs> around revealed. Yep. She got wrap around like gunner glasses. <laughs> yeah. Spiked um, white hair. Yeah, it's, it's difficult to place accent. She's yeah. kind of the best. She's like David Bowie on cocaine. It's yeah, like she sure is. Yeah. She's uh, and um, she was going to be played by a two two actors originally. Whoa, um, a male actor in the real world and a female actor in the Matrix. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah, which is awesome, and I wish they'd done it. Hence the name Switch as well. Yeah. Um, I think the studio thought it was just going to be too confusing because famously about this movie is like half the people who read it and a lot of the actors who turned it down did not mm. understand this movie yeah they were very nervous it would be too confusing so i guess to cut off anything that would make the audience be like what who's that kind of fair it is probably useful it's definitely ambitious this script would have been yeah. like very very scary to look at for sure um, yeah. <laughs> so i can relate 
Uh, mm. But yeah, like that would have been sweet, like in retrospect. But yeah, I can see how that that would be, especially at like 1999, how that would be confusing for audiences to yeah. be like to follow that as like oh no it's the same character but in the matrix they're they're this you know like Mm. yeah it it would be difficult um yeah i'm surprised they didn't try it again with the sequels though yeah that would have been cool i think it would have flown very well and um and uh reloaded like would have fit the kind of oh definitely everyone's interesting kind of vibe to that one yeah oh yeah never mind maybe just on the cutting room floor or something yeah um, i will say um just to your point about it, the film being confusing mm. is how cleverly it's structured like a lot of people you'd read stuff especially after the sequels did but didn't do well and like speed racer came out yeah uh it became kind of cool to say that this movie was accidentally good like the wachowskis kind of accidentally put together a um engaging script by just kind of putting in everything they love but like that's it's so smart that yeah exactly we're like what 40 minutes in now we're one whole pink floyd play in pretty yeah much. pretty much um and we're only just getting to the exposition and there's a lot of exposition that has to be covered of course like it goes the exposition scene does cover a lot of songs yeah but like you've had all these interesting things to keep people going every time it needs to slow down it follows it with something like wild yeah it's yeah it's so like if this had started with morpheus's upcoming speech about we didn't know who blocked the sun and oh, war it would have been awful it would have been so yeah it would have been lame-o yeah no I'm not yeah. into that yeah nah what, what are the people thinking that's ridiculous like the the mm. matrix is such a tightly written story like it's it it gives you everything that you need it's like yeah you know it's everything the body needs gary <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah you close your eyes and it's like tasty weed yeah exactly um so yeah, we're good. Well, I'm gonna dive into the exposition scene now. It's yeah. like they go into like a tutorial kind of program, effectively mm. the construct, which is like established as like a computer program which they can load things into, so they can load stuff in, and it's like a false kind of matrix reality. Um, yeah, which it's is cool. tinted kind of yellow instead of green or blue. Interesting. Cool. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah the it's. This would have been the most complicated thing for the people of Zion or whatever to build, but that's fine. Just accept that that's a thing, Um, that they've got their own mini matrix and yet no one can understand how the matrix works, but fine. Um, Mm. (laughs) But yeah, they they play with the space a little bit and that like there's uh, a shot where we're just like wrapping around the back of Morpheus's head and... um, uh furniture appears in the scene and stuff like that they play with like non-euclidean geometry a fair bit in this Ooh, someone studied this in english yeah baby um <laughs> yeah uh and th- another thing that gets glossed over very quickly this is all very like it reminds me a lot of like tennis where they're just like don't think about it too much um <laughs> that where like uh neo looks like his old self is his how he looked in the matrix world um which is called residual self image mm. um yeah the mental projection of the digital self it's just like it's an easy way to explain it away basically um yeah explain why everyone looks cool yeah on, <laughs> we want to we want them to look cool and not like covered in plugs and bald you know yeah <laughs> um but yeah, uh, so we go into Eclipse as Morpheus gets into his explanation proper. Um, 
He says that, yeah, the Matrix is a simulated reality of humanity in the 90s, basically. Um, he shows off what the real world looks like now. It's this, like, horrible, ruined city scape with lightning storms and, mm. like, everything's desolate and dead. Um, and he says, he gives the history of, like, uh, humanity uh, creating AI and then leading eventually to a war between AI and humanity. Um, and <laughs> the this is the weird thing that he says here is that the humans scorch the sky, quote unquote, to prevent um, solar power, which was mm. what the machines were operating on. Um, bit of a weird one that they're so reliant on solar power that you like blow up the sun or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like that would also affect humanity quite a bit. Um, yeah, but plants the- and stuff that humans yeah, eat. You would have thought that that would be pretty important, but mm. maybe things got pretty dire. Who's to say? Um, yeah, I mean, it clearly wasn't their first move. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you'd hope not. Like, number one, let's get rid of the sky. That's, that'll <laughs> yeah. stop them. And then was like, what? Uh, um, my computer's acting up. There must be a war against the machines coming up. Someone yeah. kill the sun. <laughs> kill the sun at once. Yeah. My computer won't load word. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they that's still happening, by the way. They turn to... Um, <laughs> Your word issues. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, good. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so the the robots or the, the AI turn to um, harvesting energy from humans as if they were batteries, placing them in some kind of um, pod or whatever and harvesting energy from their body heat. Or I don't know really how it works. This is the only science. Well, like, this is the science thing that doesn't make any sense in mm-hmm. The Matrix. Humans consume so much more energy than they create. It's... Like, we would cost the machines way more to run than we would create an, an energy for them to run. So, um, they do kind of explain it away and that they say, like, oh, they combine this with a form of energy fusion <laughs> that they've created. Ah, but see, it's like, just energy fusion. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. So, you know, but, yeah, it, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, mm. <laughs> but that's fine. Uh if yeah. we were, like, running... Yeah, if we were help- all on, like, treadmills while under the thing, then I get it. Like, we're creating yeah. kinetic energy, sure. Um, my pitch to the machines... My here's, I've got oh. my, my, my pitch. Guys, you know how the on the surface, right? The, the sky's so scorched. It's not good. But there's these horrible storms. Bloody wind power. Have you thought about that? <laughs> Harvest that energy up. That's just... Put a few windmills around, boys. It'll be fine. Just pitching they'd it. They still, they still don't understand, and they put the wind in like little pods now. Yeah, and give <laughs> like, the nah. wind false lives. Uh, and I'm just being torn apart by a sentinel, and I'm like, no, nah, it's not quite <laughs> what I meant. Um, yeah, so they're they're like harvesting humans basically and using them as batteries. Um, very upsetting imagery where we see like a human baby all plugged into this pod mm. and, and then being put into this thing. There's like these huge robots f- like floating around. They look like giant Zerg overlords from Starcraft, but Ooh. like, but robotic, they're terrifying. Just l- like sucking up these little baby pods. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a cool visual. Um, I, I, definitely something that was ripped straight from like concept art. I think. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we go into uh, playthrough two for basically this end part of Morpheus's speech. Um, and yeah, the, the summer, summing up is that it's turning human beings into into this. And he holds up a little double A battery. <laughs> mm. um, and yeah, Neo like panics and passes out. Um, and yeah, he can't go back to not knowing. Um, he's saying, I can't go back. And Morpheus is saying, would you really want to if you could? Which is an important like through line in the movie uh, because this is like Cypher's key motivations for. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, it's like a fairly relatable way reason for a villain to act the way they do. Um, oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Cypher's a good villain, like yeah, pretty perfect for this film. And they kind of make the mistake of just making the machines, yeah. the villains in the next ones. Without like a human, the human you element have, is what yeah, makes exactly. it work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, By the way, the actor who plays Joe, uh, Cypher, yeah. Joe, panto liano yeah yeah talking about a residual self-image if you look on his imdb <laughs> his image is a cgi stork what it's some sort of bird wearing a big tie what i need to see him now i'm gonna i assume he was on like the storks movie but i hope so yeah he hasn't adjusted his imdb since hey man if the stork fits you've just gotta roll with it you've just gotta be there you know just yeah, it's so funny, though, to see, like, on the IMDb page for this, Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss, Lawrence Fishburne, and a stork. And the stork. Yeah, he was the understudy for those big overlord machines. He was going to look after the babies. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, we also get into the, like, prophecy of the one here. Um Morpheus describes a man born on the inside of the Matrix who could change whatever he wanted. Mm. And he suspects that um, Neo is the one. Uh, or he believes that he is the one, rather. He doesn't suspect. Um, and, uh, yeah, they go... We go into On the Run now, and it's like the following day, and um, uh, Tank comes up. I love Tank. Tank's just such a wonderful guy and presence in the movie. <laughs> He throws yeah. his heart and heart and soul into this performance and I just I just really like him. Um Yeah. He's um Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong's son. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Man. <laughs> like you you would not pick that from looking at him, but anyway. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, they talk about um Zion, uh the last human city, which we don't see in this in this movie, but we do see in the sequel. And yeah. just as well, kind of, because I feel like the parts in Zion and Reloaded are just some of the worst. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, then we go into a bit of training with uh, Tank. Mm. Um, he just like uploads the knowledge straight into Neo's head, um, just loading it in there. And Neo treats this as if it's like a drug or something. He gets like yeah. addicted to it, which is kind of funny. Um, yeah. On the screen, by the way, when they're doing this, this loading thing, um, there's a little brain that fills up as if it's a progress bar. <laughs> and I just find that really funny. Yeah. Uh, I love that they have good UI and user interface um, for their fake matrix, but they can't figure out how to turn the real matrix from all the code. No, it's impossible. It's just too much. Yeah. Too much code, Gareth. Yeah, and they even explain it later that that's why, but I just, yeah. yeah. 
I think it's cool they went ahead and explained that. Yeah, it's good. Um, um, on the subject of explaining uh, things, Joe Pantoliano yeah. was not in Storks, so I still don't oh, know why no. his image is a stork. <laughs> that is so confusing. If you can explain the mystery, please, listeners, let us know. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, I need to see him now. I'm go- I'm bringing it up. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, just so yeah, so Neo's learning a bunch of um, fighting techniques and such in the movie, and very quickly learning all these things, much like James is very quickly learning. Oh my god. <laughs> about the stork i see him yeah he's got like a like a tiny little trilby hat and uh like what looks like a um knapsack and is made of zebra hide yeah and like what massive hell? doobie yeah maybe this is just oh no it's a big tie maybe this is just ah. his look um that he's going for he's like evolved and this is his new form yeah what has he been in recently the fuck i'm trying to understand this it doesn't make any sense does he play this character in he was in spongebob squarepants briefly oh yeah maybe that's his character from that no it's the wrong art style he was in cats and dogs the revenge of kitty galore okay could have been a bird (sighs) oh I've, i've hacked it have you it's from Racing Stripes, 2005, oh, starring Frankie Muniz. Okay. We got there in the end. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Well, now I know. Thank you for that. I'm, th- I'm thrilled. <laughs> my brain is filled up. The little icon of my brain is now yeah. full. Um, Everyone else in that movie has their real photo on IMDb. Yeah. not no, not it doesn't Joey play fans. by the rules. It's like the <laughs> stalk or nothing. Remember my, me and my greatest role, Racing Stripes. <laughs> yeah okay uh yeah so we go from here to sparring against morpheus in this like Mm. little dojo room um which is very good like very traditional um uh kung fu kind of movie style for this sequence which i enjoy um yeah uh we get the crash sound and on the run mid fight here between morpheus and um and neo i do love that um like mouse runs into the cafeteria and he's like morpheus is fighting neo and everyone just runs to watch (laughs) yeah um switch leaps over a table for she's into it yeah it's awesome (laughs) um but yeah they're they're having a great time just watching this um there's uh the clocks will go off while uh morpheus is flying through the air like about 10 feet up in the air um this fight's ridiculous by the way it's all also another cool thing about the matrix is that all the actors went through like actual combat training and so that um very rarely are there extras or not stuntmen doing these stunts most of the time it's the Mm. real actors doing these things and it's re- it really pays off because it just looks awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, it- what is cool is um, there, so there were a couple stunt doubles, and um, Keanu got so close with his stunt double that they remained friends for years. Yeah. And then that stunt double directed John Wick. Amazing, love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great, great legacy there. You know, mm. uh, it's why John, John Wick is full of like six stunts and basically nothing oh. else. It's so good. Yeah. Um, Love John Wick. Yeah. Good times. Uh, so, yeah, Neo is fighting him and you basically can't get a hit in and Morpheus is just wrecking him. And uh, it's because he's like bending the rules of the space. He's like not playing by the 
the laws of physics basically mm. don't apply to Morpheus because he's in the matrix and he can bend it or whatever. Um, and yeah, so they get back into the fight as we go into time. And this time, uh, Neo starts like seeing what he is supposed to do. He starts like fighting very quickly and gets one, gets one over on Morpheus and, and gets and stops him. Uh, and then they go from there to the jump test which is like the ultimate test of being of like not uh, of like freeing yourself from the matrix, right? Like understanding yeah. that you can bend and break the rules. It's like the final test of that. And they have to jump uh, from one building to another, which is about like, I don't know, 30 meters away. Um, it's like this ridiculous Superman jump that <laughs> is impossible. Uh, and Neo sees it and just goes, whoa. <laughs> uh and then yeah he he tries to do it uh but of course uh fails because everyone fails the first time no matter Mm. what um it's just how it goes and everyone expects him to be able to do it because it could be that he's the one right like there's this implication that it's like but what if he does it and and he doesn't do it so and they're like but what does that mean that he didn't do it and everyone's like it doesn't mean anything it's fine yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah uh he gets out and we find out that being hurt in the matrix or in the program hurts you in real life if you die in the matrix you die in real life gareth that's a thing that people say all the damn time Um, and the logic for this is that um your mind makes the violence real so whatever Mm. because the matrix is so realistic your mind believes it to be real and will shut down if you if you get hurt in there. Doesn't really explain why he's bleeding from the mouth, but whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's like you're taking mental damage rather than physical damage is my logic for it. But um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a like weird interaction between Cypher and Trinity um, talking about whether or not she believes that Neo is the one um you can see that like cypher is really into trinity at this point as well Mm. like there's this implied existing persisting relationship between the two that has happened before neo has been on the scene obviously and like neo is seen as a threat to cypher right because he he's in love with trinity um but yeah it's it's interesting to see here anyway um yeah you really forget there's this much cypher in this movie yeah it's very important um yeah and uh yeah so we go from here to um walking through the streets talking about the system and stuff this is the woman in the red dress bit of the movie if you remember that um uh we go into a great gig for this as we go into the like freeze frame for the woman in the red dress bit. So like he sees the looking at the woman in the red dress and when she passes, he turns back and it's an agent there pointing a gun mm. at him and then everything gets frozen. Um, a couple of fun facts about this. Uh, the, the song for this that we should be hearing is by the crystal method. And I really like it. <laughs> it's a fun, oh. <laughs> it's just a wee fact. Um, and then, um, <laughs> The other fact is that uh, for this scene in particular, they used a lot of identical twins uh, as yes. extras walking around just to make everyone look a bit more samey and again, make it more look more like a generated computer program because mm. they would use the same people 
in the in the program multiple times because you'd have like only so many right this is a very video gamey thing to do um yeah very food fight 2012 as well yeah right and just use the same animation for everybody yeah. but yeah but i think that's very clever that they've done that oh yeah i wish they'd done Absolutely. it for more parts of the matrix like the matrix itself but i don't know mm. i guess this that, that they they would shouldn't have done that because the matrix has real people in it but whatever um <laughs> uh yeah so he's saying that um he explains what the agents are they're like programs sentient programs in the matrix that hunt down the the people that are trying to break in so um or trying to yeah do missions and stuff in the matrix and get people out um Mm. they're there to stop them they're like a search and destroy kind of program um and he says that everyone that's fought an agent before has died uh so they just run away. They always have to run because they're just too powerful. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause they like instinct instinctively know how to break the rules of the code and all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They can, cause they are the code. Yeah. They can punch through walls and, uh, dodge bullets and all kinds of crazy stuff, you know? Mm. Yeah. Uh, we also meet the uh, threat in the real world as we cut back to the real world. And there's these little sentinel robots, that are searching for ships out here. So not only are there threats in the matrix and these agents, we also meet the threat here of the Sentinels and the Sentinel design is really scary. They're like this, yeah. uh, they're like a squid kind of, they're described as squiddies. Um, mm. Yeah. They're like this, how would you even describe them? They're little like heads with long tentacle arms that are all made of metal obviously and they've got like huge amounts of eyes um later on when they're attacking the ship they can shoot like little lasers out the front of them um yeah they're scary boys oh yeah uh but yeah and then they also introduce the concept of an emp which is the one thing they can do against the machines but it's like a short wave electromagnetic pulse that um shuts them down yeah yeah which is this where you learned what an EMP was? Definitely, yes. <laughs> okay. And then went on to teach me what it was in episode three of this show. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, I, I really like the Sentinels and how they look. They're very, very scary. Um, I would love to get like a little action figure of one someday, I Aww. think. Yeah, because I think they just look really cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, Neo... <sighs> has a chat with cypher now in the in the night time or whatever i guess it's always night but whatever um they share (laughs) a drink together and talk about the matrix and uh uh hang out and cypher uh reveals that he wishes he took the blue pill and that um he wished he'd stayed in the real world here yeah just trying to be like chummy kind of thing with neo being like oh man i wish isn't this fucking awful this place oh well we've got our drinks you know like that kind of vibe but his runs deeper there so yeah um, uh yeah he also like immediately we cut to him yeah um, revealing how deep that goes exactly yeah we cut from here to cypher in the matrix like um presumably like after the scene he like plugs himself in or whatever i don't know um yeah it doesn't really make sense but uh he's meeting with the agents and making a deal to be put back into the matrix if he gives the agents what he w- what they want which is uh 
Morpheus. Uh, they really want the the codes to the city mainframe, the the Zion mainframe, because if they get in there, they could kill all the humans. Um, and in, in exchange, Cipher gets like plugged back into the Matrix as if none of this happened. He's coming from an angle of like innocent uh, ignorance is bliss. Rather, mm. he like really wishes he hadn't been taken out of the um, Matrix and resents Morpheus. Uh, now that he knows what he was getting into, you know? Yeah. yeah. Which is like pretty, yeah. Like, it's like we said, it's very understandable. It's just yeah. too far. It's good villain writing. Yeah. It's very, it's very well done. Like he, he has like a delicious steak in the scene and he's like saying how he knows that it's fake, but he wishes like he, he understands that it's not real, but he doesn't care. Right. Like, mm. It's it's still it's real enough for him and so much better than what he's experiencing in the real world. So, yeah, yeah better than the slop. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's not an excuse to kill all the humans. But whatever. Um, no, you know what? It isn't. No, actually, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it must be a bloody good steak, is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so there's a yeah they have a bit of a chat in the lunchroom. Everyone's hanging out. They're having that slop. Um, again, that good, like cut between the steak and the slop is like a direct comparison here, um, Mm. between like, you can understand where Cypher's coming from a little bit. Um, Mouse wants to set up, uh, Neo with a date with the woman in the red dress because he- Yeah, Mouse, you creep. Yeah, because he designed her. (laughs) Yeah. And later he's just looking at a photo of her. Yeah. A pinup that he's like created or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) It's really funny. It's pretty I mean, messed of course, up, but like, whatever. Yeah, ah, oh, for sure. And then, of course, he delivers the greatest um, speech in film history, which is, um, how do the machines really know what Tasty Wee tasted like? Maybe they got it wrong. Maybe what I think Tasty Wee tasted like actually t- tasted like oatmeal or tuna fish. And that <laughs> makes you wonder about a lot of things. Do you take chicken, for example? How do the machines know what to make <laughs> chicken taste like? Which is why chicken tastes like everything. Wow. Um, I also had the MP3 of that speech on my Windows XP. So that was all from memory and I did mess it up at the very end. Thank you. That was amazing. Who's the expert Please hire me for your acting. Yeah, Yeah, man. Was that the sound every time you like recycled something and (laughs) played that entire speech? How did the machines really? How did the machines really? How did the machines (laughs) really? It started like playing over top of itself. Uh, amazing maybe i should set myself saying that it's my own ringtone now wow i don't know if that's a good idea <laughs> you just you, you like it would get you to answer the phone way quicker right like because you would yeah. be you'd be like oh god i've got to shut myself up so that i can talk to this person <laughs> i'm so mortified i'm on the bus yeah <laughs> exactly oh perfect uh anyway it's uh time for neo to go and see the oracle she was uh, mentioned mm. earlier as this like she's a she is a machine she's a, like a program on the inside that's like on their side for whatever reason um and she can she can understand things and sort of is this like prognosticator she tells the future and um yeah in so many words um Mm. yeah she's been like guiding them and she's the one that told uh morpheus uh that he would find the one and um neo is like trying to get the information out of trinity he's like so what did the oracle tell you and she's like well she told me and then we just never (laughs) 
find that um, because it's important for later, I guess. But um, yeah, it's funny. It's just weird that she's just, it's just like a non sequitur kind of thing. I guess she's still trying to like figure it out herself, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, it's also at this point that Neo is saying that he's having second thoughts about whether or not he is the one, right? Like he doesn't mm-hmm. think he is, but Morpheus is so like devout in his belief that um, Neo is the one. He's sure of it because of this oracle and what she said, right? Like he's, he, he has to be. Um, so they go on then and Neo hangs out with Spoon Kid um, and the other potentials, quote unquote. Mm. Um, little bunny rabbits jumping around on the screen. The, the, the like the um, TV here is, play, is playing these like rabbits, right? Yeah, what's up with that? I don't know. I feel like this oh. is a I feel like this is a movie reference that I just don't understand. The rabbits are like oh, yeah. running down this this as if they're huge kaiju running down a street. Like the scales all wrong. They built this like miniature street for these rabbits to mm. run down. I don't know what this is from or why it's in the movie, but it's very weird. Um but yeah, anyway. Yeah, I would have derailed your whole English class asking questions about those. Yeah, so. I want to know what that's about. That's the one yeah. mystery that I'm still trying to figure out about <laughs> the Matrix. So, um, yeah, so Spoon Kids here is talking about, um, like, the logic of the Matrix. You can't bend the spoon, but if you realize there is no spoon, then you can control it, right? So, mm. yeah, that's how he's bending these spoons around, and Neo gives it a go, and he's able to bend it um, slightly. Um and yeah, uh, we go into us and them again, and uh, we see the Oracle. The Oracle's this like lovely old lady um, who's baking cookies. <laughs> um, yeah, she uh, the the presentation for her is really great, actually. Like, I ju- I just really like this choice um, mm. of her being this like fairly simple, uh, kind woman. It's just not what you'd expect from this like powerful Oracle. It's it's great. Yeah. Especially the whole film has been set up with, like, all these lever-wearing cool dudes. Especially we've just had the shot of everyone in their full Matrix outfits as well. Like, everyone's in their perfect lever. And then, yeah, to just have this warm, beautifully acted character who's, like, cracking jokes and using phrases like, bakes your noodle. It's just lovely. Oh, she's the best. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and she does some, some very interesting things. She's, like, she's clearly, like has oracle powers right she says Mm. the way she speaks as she speaks as if she knows exactly what's going on in the scene at all times which is it's cool she like controls it basically there's this very very clever thing that's posed with a a predestination paradox of um where she says don't worry about the vase and in her saying that that prompts neo to turn around looking for a vase which he then knocks over because he was looking around to find it um yeah which is brilliant like that's just that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) just it's it's yeah she says that'll really bake your noodle later and it's like yeah it it is it will it's very good um Mm. and yeah they do a slightly smarter oh maybe not they do a what you know they do a very matrix sequel version of that and um, the part of revolutions I've rewatched mm. where, like, Smith breaks something and then goes, you knew that was going to happen, but you've set it there in order to let it happen. <laughs> so, like, okay. it bakes your noodle more is the fact that she was sacrificing a vase in order to bake Neo's noodle. Yeah. 
Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> I don't think, yeah. For me, it's like she didn't even put it there. That's just like something that was going to happen. I don't know. It's 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 tricky to think about a predestination <sighs> paradox, right? Like, Yeah, bro. Because like <laughs> she had no choice but to put it there because it was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, She's man. just following a script. Do you bake noodles? Uh, not commonly, unless you're doing like a mm. pasta bake, right? Like, I don't know. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> it's really going to cook your pasta bake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, delicious. Oh, man. I would love a pasta bake right now. Um, oh, oh, no. Yeah. So <laughs> this she- episode brought to you by Pasta Bake. Oh, delicious. So, yeah. yeah, she delivers a couple of like maxims and stuff. She says like, know thyself is the sign that's above her door. Mm. And, um, she says that, um, being the one is like being in love. So it's, you just know that you are. Yeah. And, um, it's, and she's like, well, I'll come over and look at you. She gives him a look over and then she's like, well, but you know what I'm going to say, don't you? And then Neo's like, I'm not the one. And she's like, yeah, that's right. You're, you're waiting mm. for something. Um, which is weird. <laughs> I don't know what that yeah. means, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> She says, in your next life, maybe, who knows, which is this, it's like for a machine to like believe in reincarnation. It's like, what does Mm. that mean? Um, But anyway, uh, (laughs) so yeah, uh, she says, so um, from this, she says, poor Morpheus, um, because he believes so strongly that Neo is the one that he's going to sacrifice himself to save Neo's life. And Neo's going to have to choose between his own life and Morpheus's life. And this is, again, a mirror from the, um, the choice uh, earlier, right? Like the choice, yeah. the choice between the red and blue pill, the choices uh, that his boss was talking about, the choices that, um, uh, that Smith was talking about um, between Neo's multiple lives, right? Like it's all choices mm. that he's being set up for. Uh, it's pretty Gosh. fucked up as a prophecy goes. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, either you die or, like, the person who believes in you most dies. Like, <laughs> it fucking sucks. Um, mm. Anyway. Uh, Gosh, none of our generation would do very well. We'll be like, oh, t- I'm too chill. You decide. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Am man. I right? Yeah. I, I didn't know. I, I wouldn't be able to do it. Um, nah. <laughs> So, yeah, we go into uh, any color you like and the crew head back. They're going like the visit to the Oracle's over. I forgot to mention mm. this when we arrived, but um, Cypher like dropped a cell phone into a trash can to like trace their location to this building um, yeah. as part of the setup here. Uh, Neo has a deja vu, which is uh, when he's, he's I don't think I need to explain what deja vu is, but um <laughs> He, uh, All our machine listeners are so confused. Yeah, it's a, it's a glitch in the matrix, uh, which mm. is, I don't know, the, it's used just for this. Um, but yeah, it's funny. You see, yeah, it you, never comes back. No. I, I think it, it's clever, right? It's something that they would have come up with when making the script being like, oh, what's the thing, a weird thing that's not explained um, yeah. in your like the psychology thing, like a, something that happens in life that can't be explained, like something dreamlike. And yeah, Deja Vu is like a prime example of that. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's probably the second big legacy of this film other than the problematic one. Yeah. <laughs> right. The idea the phrase glitch in the matrix is like anyone will say that. Yeah. 
that, to yeah. explain anything. Yeah. It's a, yeah, that's definitely a lasting one. I hadn't thought about that actually. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and very relatable as well that Neo would stop what he's doing to look at a cat. Like, yeah. that's a man after a heart. Fair enough. I, I too, hmm. I too <laughs> would do this. Uh, <laughs> he's not so different, this hacker man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so they've changed something in the Matrix and it's because they've been trapped in there. They're sealed inside by like bricks, which is really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've also cut the power to the building so they can't get out. Like the way that they escape is through the phone lines. So they can't use that, obviously. Um, yeah. Uh, they have to have a landline, which is really interesting. Like in that cell phones exist in this world, but in order to like go in and out of the Matrix, I guess you need a, a landline for some reason i don't it's it's not explained how this nah. works but it yeah i guess it's like analog technology i don't know it's 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 weird but it's a it's a visual it's a cool visual thing that happens in the movie that they yeah. have to like run to these to these locations where they know there's a, a like rotary phone <laughs> <laughs> It's good. Um, yeah. It's very, I guess, the 90s that you wouldn't trust a cell phone to actually do the call. Yeah, right. Mm. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, Mouse gets uh, attacked. He goes down like Scarface, basically, with like two machine guns <laughs> in his hands. <laughs> like an absolute badass. Uh, we're going yeah. to uh, brain damage and the crew are trying to escape by like climbing down the inside of a wall. Um, and in a little, in a like legitimate thing, I don't think this is part of the plan, but, um, some dust falls on Cypher's head and he sneezes and gives away their location. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that this isn't part of like Cypher's master evil plan or whatever. Yeah. I think he's it's- not like planning that out weeks in advance. Like, and then I'll sneeze. Yeah. <laughs> it's based on <laughs> sneezing. I don't think so. Um, cause I, it like directly endangers him. So uh, yeah sure but anyway um so yeah he gets they get discovered and a policeman starts shooting into the wall and like Mar- morpheus like throws himself through the wall to fight the agents off uh to protect neo and save him because mm. he's the most important thing this is the him sacrificing himself moment right he does battle against uh an agent here um as the the other crew uh, other the p- other part of the crew like slide down the inside of this wall very quickly um so yeah he's fighting him over eclipse and morpheus mm. loses the fight obviously and gets taken away by um by the agents and the police and you're like oh no and um over the heartbeats uh between the albums cypher manages to get out earlier than the rest of the crew because he's like the machines have like, well, the machines, the like, the agents have staged like a freak accident, basically, that's distracting mm. the police officers. So he gets uh, to get out using a payphone earlier than everyone else. Um, uh, and the rest of the crew get to the location at another location to get out. But Cypher in the real world uh, fries uh, Tank and Dozer with like a Tesla gun. It's like the only way I could describe <laughs> yeah. it. Basically it's a gun that shoots lightning and has the funniest sound, uh, sound attached to it. Every time this thing fires, it goes like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it's great. 
Uh, oh man, I missed the, obviously missed that with the Pink Floyd vote. Oh, yeah, like missed that in both senses, and that I'm sad that I missed. Like, <laughs> oh no, like an old friend, I miss it. Yeah, look out for that. It sounds like a firework going off basically <laughs> every time. It's wonderful. Um, but yeah, uh, it's too bad they don't have them in the in the real world for the later. Well, not the real in the um, uh, Matrix for the for the mm. fights later on because it would just be a lot of. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he's in the real world. He betrays the crew before yeah. they can get out, and we go into um, the the third playthrough. Is that right? God, yeah, um, that's playthrough three. Yeah, uh, with um, Cipher like speaking to Trinity through the phone um, and taunting the crew as he like mm. kills them off one by one. By un- unplugging them as if they were uh, USB sticks unsafely <laughs> from your PC. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. That's such a good way to put it. <laughs> Just wiping them. Um, and yeah, they go down. Uh, before this, we had Apox one line, which was, I hope the Oracle gave you some good news. Um, <laughs> and that was it. He just dies saying nothing here. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, switch gets to say not like this not like this which was another thing my brother and i used to say to each other a lot yes not like this she the way she delivers it is great um yeah (laughs) very pained um but yeah she also goes down this is all like revenge basically for morpheus robbing him of his Mm. old life um uh (laughs) for this we're getting breathe playing over it which is a really bad match um yeah (laughs) Uh, we get another great delivery here from <laughs> from Trinity saying, God damn you, Cypher, which is something <laughs> that I hear a lot. Like, that's another thing that's lasted from this movie. People saying, God damn you, Cypher. <laughs> well, of course, when you're watching Fast 8, you yeah. say it all the time. It works. It still works. <laughs> Even though she looks more like Switch um, in mm. that movie. Um, she looks more like the twins, really. Yeah, very true. Uh yeah. He's also, I've just kind of clicked this, for the film that unfortunately created Red Pill, mm. like, Cypher is being a Red Pill. He's, like, upset that this, um, he couldn't just get this girl. He feels like he's being done wrong. Oh, yeah. Because he had feelings for Trinity. So he's, like, acting, act, acting violently and acting out. So, like, it's in the text of this film that to do this makes you a bad person. Yeah. But they still took it. It's like it's wild. Yeah. Also, like, yeah, yeah he kind of represents the like blue pill ideal in the movie, right? Which is like the opposite of what <laughs> what red pills act like in real life. Um, yeah, it's it's really weird. Uh, yeah. Should you and I go undercover at one of their conventions oh and just God. like quote the Matrix to them, and it'll <sighs> turn out none of them have seen it or something? Yeah, that's the real truth. Is that none of them are actually understand it yeah they're just more about like the ideals of what what that means uh, it's yeah it's too depressing for me to think about i'm gonna be honest um all right i'll tell jimmy kimmel we're not gonna do that bit with him then okay good all right sorry jimmy um yeah. uh you get, get at me on on twitter and we'll have a fight about it um oh <laughs> yeah I'm, i'll fight jimmy kimmel on twitter absolutely um <laughs> yeah the <laughs> I don't want to talk about the men's rights, but I will have a fight on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me. 
Um, but yeah, there's, uh, so yeah, Cypher goes to pull Neo's plug and he's like waxing lyrical about it. It's like, there might, there's, if this guy's the one, there's going to be, have to be some kind of a miracle that's going to stop me. <laughs> yeah. I love this. It's very good. And then there is, there literally is, um, uh, tank gets up. He's not quite dead. And he fries Cypher with the Tesla gun thing. Destroys him. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's it's great. It's a literal miracle that saves Neo. So there you go. Um, uh, yeah. And then uh, Neo and Trinity get out safely. The only ones to do so. Um, mm. And yeah, uh, we cut to Smith uh, interrogating Morpheus from the top of the tower, like torturing him. The agents are up there, like injecting this stuff into his neck. It's like, ugh. yeah, um, and like torturing and hacking his brain, essentially. Kind of, yeah. Um, trying to get those codes, those mainframe <laughs> codes. Um, uh, every movie turns out to be about mainframe codes, doesn't it? It sure does. That's uh, all anyone wants. Yeah, everyone's after the bloody codes. Yeah. Um, yeah. On the hierarchy of needs, codes are, you know, right there at the bottom. There are- it's what every person needs before they can worry about shelter. <laughs> Food and shelter, sustenance, codes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, he talks a little bit, a little bit more world building, talks about like a previous version of the Matrix, which was a simulation of human heaven. Um, mm. uh, but human minds didn't accept it and they like rejected it and died um so he's Which like he sums up very well and then weirdly the architect in the sequel sums it up in a way that made my brain hurt and gave me a bad dream yeah there you go yeah um but yeah, it's because he just uses words where he shouldn't <laughs> that guy yeah. uh but yeah um we get the on the run crash here over this speech as well. Um, and the crew, uh, well, the remaining crew, um, Neo, Trinity and Tank debate, mm. uh, pulling Morpheus's plug out so that they can save the lives of everyone in Zion. And, um, the, meanwhile, the agents figure out what happened with Cypher and that he failed. They can like sense that the other guys, um, managed to get out and they're like, yeah. it doesn't change our plans. We still have to, like, try and break Morpheus. Uh, they're probably going to kill him, but we still got to try. Um, and uh, Neo's like, no, he's going to stop it from happening. He says that the the Oracle told him that he had to make a choice. And he's going to make that choice. Uh, and so it's rescue mission time, baby. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's going to go back in. Um and he also says that he isn't the one and, and Trinity's like, but you have to be the one. And he's like, why? <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> no reason. And then they, they, um, yeah, they go in together, um, to go and save Morpheus. It's great. Um, and then, yeah, we get more interrogation from Smith about, um, humanity how he despises humanity and hates being in the matrix he basically doesn't want to exist um yeah i don't know what his other options are yeah it's it's a really weird character trait where he's like he despises all of humanity and their similar similarity to a virus and if they didn't exist he wouldn't need to be here (laughs) 
<laughs> so mm-hmm. it's just like, ah, oh, get me out. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very weird angle for him to have. Um, I think it's like supposed to imply that the machines are like going insane or something for being around for so long. And and oh yeah, and, I like and, that. And like a um a residual hatred of humanity from the war, right? Like mm. they absolutely hate humanity and don't really want to have to use them, um, for their power. But it's like the only way. And so, and yeah. now they're like intervening in their plans even more. And so they fucking hate them. <laughs> like, I think that's what's going on here. But um, mm. yeah. Uh, so. Uh, they go in um, to the to the like training room thing or whatever, and there's the famous shot of all the aisles of guns flying into yeah. frame, um, which again has been memed and recreated thousands of times. Um, and yeah, uh, so we go from here into the lobby gunfight, which mm. is very cool. Um, <laughs> very cool it's it is it's just like no, it is. <laughs> it's just like a huge gunfight a lot of slow motion of people flipping around and firing guns it's not very realistic but it's no it's yeah. fun um it's <laughs> no one fucking reloads a gun the entire time instead of just <laughs> they just like throw guns away because they have so many rather than <laughs> reloading <laughs> yeah i love that which is very funny um i think it's the inspiration for reaper from overwatch (laughs) that that guy just like never reloads his guns he just throws them on the ground and then gets two new ones out of his coat it's very good um well if you're a fan of reloading things you're gonna love the sequel so you know they don't need to do it in this one that's true you're right they were setting up for the next one where it's all about the the reloading of guns um yeah so they for whatever reason they plant like a bomb in the elevator and then fly up the elevator shaft don't really know what this is for just like a cool <laughs> explosion i guess um, oh heck yeah and then there's fighting on the rooftop with like a helicopter pilot um turning into an agent and mm. Uh, we get- he does this like he kind of opens his mouth as it's happening and it does look like he's singing along to money by pink floyd <laughs> yeah a little bit yeah i like it um <laughs> that's how they captured that vocal take in the booth as david gilmore morphed into a different man <laughs> yeah he did <laughs> thankfully you turned back um yeah oh my god uh yeah so there's this this battle here um where um uh, Neo dodges the bullets by bending over backwards, um, just spinning around. Another, like, where they use multiple cameras for this shot um, yeah. to spin around very quickly uh, in slow motion. And uh, Trinity comes up and shoots the agent in the head very close range. <laughs> it's like that shot in particular of her shooting the um, the agent is like straight out of a 90s music video. <laughs> yeah. It's great stuff. Um, yeah. It's all like, these are the scenes that are The Matrix. Yeah. Like, this like big finale can, piece is what, it, yeah. what this movie's all about, really. Because um, it's just like action from here on, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it kind of, like, we haven't had a lot of fight scenes that have synced with Money by Pink Floyd. Mm. But I think because this has such a weird timing to it, because it's slow-mo, it's back to speed. It's like slow-mo again, there's cameras moving around. It almost fits that kind of jerky rhythm. 
Yeah, it in works. a way that I was yeah not expecting. Yeah, it works better than I thought. Yeah, mm. I'm into it. Um, but yeah, so they Trinity very quickly learns how to fly a helicopter through like the program being uploaded uploaded to her mind, and then yeah, they uh, fly up alongside the building where Morpheus is being held, and Neo fires a mini gun <laughs> into the room. Um, not very safe. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, I do love that this room is slowly filling with water because the, all the sprinklers mm. came on when they blew up the elevator. Um, it just makes for a really good visual. So you can see the bullets of the minigun um, like f- hitting the water and pinging up uh, yeah. everything. It looks great in slow motion. It's, it's so smart. Very yeah. cleverly done. Um, but yeah, uh, Morpheus like breaks his uh, chains. He like uh, tears the handcuffs off his arms and then mm-hmm. runs for the window. Uh, gets shot in the foot and has to be caught halfway by Neo ju- leaping out the side. And so they're like dangling out the back of the helicopter as it's going. It's uh, gets shot in the gas tank and starts going down. Um. And yeah, like there's this great bit where like Morpheus lands on a rooftop fairly safely um, and then Neo like whips the rope, like lands as well, whips the rope around his arm as if he's going to like lift the (laughs) helicopter and then then, yeah, like Trinity detaches the other end and then swings to safety as the helicopter hits the side of a building on the opposite side. Looks great. Um, When the helicopter hits, they're like uh glass like ripples out and like a big ring and then explodes yeah. it looks awesome very again unrealistic but looks sweet like mm. oh for sure yeah i think this is again supposed to be like a matrix like bending the rules kind of thing um but yeah it looks good uh mm. yeah and then uh, morpheus is like do you believe it now you must be the one <laughs> and um when Neo's like, no, the Oracle told me that I wasn't. He's like, the Oracle told you exactly what you needed to hear to like yeah. save the day. Like, there you go. So you got to believe, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's their victorious moment and they're running to get out now. Um, hmm. So the agents are like, fuck, they got away. And so they order a strike on um, the ship the Nebuchadnezzar in the real world. So they send the like sentinels in to like find them and get them. Uh, so that's. Yeah. Cause they got just enough info from Morpheus's brain to kind of figure that out. Yeah. To find where the yeah. ship is. Um, and so, yeah, they're sending those guys uh, down in the subway. They're like leaving Morpheus um, manages to get out. Um, we see the like transformation of um, him going down the like phone line or whatever. It's a pretty good looking mm. visual. Um, yeah. He kind of liquefies. Yeah. Cause you haven't seen it up until this point, but we get the no. perspective of like a little homeless guy um, <laughs> who's chilling out here. He's the like little um, fly away little birds guy just made it into the matrix. Yeah. Um, I wrote that down on my notes. Like I usually try to only write down the Pink Floydy stuff, but I was like, it's our favorite gag. Yeah. <laughs> Drunk watching the confusing action. Yeah. Here he is. There's a couple of those like old timey jokes in this movie. There's that, like, you know, you half expect him to then look at the drink and shake his head, like, oh not you. Yeah. That's enough. And for then me. later there's a your other left kind of joke as well. Yeah, there is that too, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. 
But yeah, sadly, just someone to go check, please. Yeah, sadly, in this movie, our little uh, watching the action guy does morph into an agent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he gets he transforms into um, Smith just mm. as Trinity gets out um, and like explodes, it, like shoots the receiver so that Neo can't escape. Um, yeah. So this must be this homeless guy would then be our main smith right he doesn't like i think so possess anyone else it's not clear right no yeah uh i don't really know the logic of how the smiths work especially in the later movies like it gets very gets very weird but um Mm. anyway uh because he does explode at the end of this movie but (laughs) yeah true um yeah uh yeah, so they have their big kung fu fight standoff thing. They fly through their air and shoot their guns at each other first. Um, Very cool. Yeah, and then they have a have a fist fight, fisticuffs. Um, and yeah, Neo is getting absolutely de- destroyed by Smith. Um, gets dragged onto the train tracks to be crushed by a train. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, holds him there and, like, taunts him, saying that this is how Mr. Anderson will die. And then um, Neo's like, my name is Neo, and then slams him up into the roof. Like, leaps up into the air, slamming him into the roof, and then jumps, does, like, a backflip to safety as Smith gets hit by the train and killed. I really love that um, this is immediately undercut by him walking off the train as someone else. (laughs) Like, that's awesome. <clears throat> like just such a good gag of being killed by a train and then walking off it. I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's almost Looney Tunes. Yeah, right. If if it was like Sylvester doing this, he'd like have birds spinning around his head or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, hey, but fly away, little birds. Hey. So the homeless guy got what he needed. There we go. Good enough for what me. A dense pink Sink Floyd joke. Yeah. A, cl- a classic for the ages. Yeah uh yeah so um now now that he's defeated that one smith he's proved his point and it's time to run um yeah (laughs) meanwhile on the nebuchadnezzar um the sentinels are closing in they're like swooping in on the on the ship and so it's like a matter of time in two ways now where Mm. um the ship's being cut into by these robots and also neo has to get out before that happens because if they kill them, if they charge the EMP, then Neo and Neo's still in the Matrix, then he'll die because yeah. all the electronics will be fried. It'll be as if Cypher pulled his plug, um, basically. Mm. Um, so we're running away and uh, people are turning into agents over and over again. I like this, like the strangers just like using whatever they have in hand to try and get neo like this old lady holding a knife turns into an agent and then throws it at the door um looks great (laughs) yeah i'd completely forgotten this chase and it's got to be my like new favorite action scene in this film it's so good just running and people morphing behind him it's really cool yeah yeah you see like a tank's definitely leading him all the cool places like go through this door and then straight back out the other door right oh just sending him on a, a crazy maze to this place yeah. he's also being sent back to the hotel from the start of the movie the um ah. the exact uh hotel room that trinity was in um 
which is a nice touch. Um, yeah, that's filmmaker, baby. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it's, it's just, it's very funny seeing like, <laughs> there's this one shot of like a, a little kid holding the hand of someone that used to be their like parent who's holding <laughs> like two <laughs> like huge bags full of shopping that they just drop because they're now Agent Smith. <laughs> yeah. It's very funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, for this sequence, we're getting any color you like, which isn't great <coughs> chase music, unfortunately. Uh, but that's fine. Uh, we're nearly there now. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, uh, he gets all the way up to the, the hotel room from the start of the film. And I think because like we get a shot of like Smith looking up at the sign. And I think it's because he like remembers that, that he knows where the way out is because he was also there. Like yeah um but yeah so he is in the room waiting for neo and shoots him dead on the on the um on his arrival and to make sure he unloads like a full clip into him <laughs> mm -hmm. um which is pretty rough uh and yeah neo dies and uh you see him in the real world like on his little chair just like getting hit and like ugh, his body reacting to all the bullets hitting him um and the sentinels are like crawling around inside the ship now so everything's fucked um yeah. morpheus can't believe it you see like the lo look of shock on his face and in the real world um trinity uh expresses her love for uh neo she says that the oracle told her that she would fall in love with a man and that man would be the one so Neo can't be dead because she's in love with him and she kisses him and Neo comes back to life. Um, which is, yeah, it's like a fairly romantic, like soppy part of the movie, I guess, but let's, it's pretty it's good. It's also, we needed to see some scene of them having a chat that wasn't about being the one and stuff. Yeah. It's just kind of, unless the point is it's back to that Oracle noodle baking where it's like, yeah she was told he was the one so she was already predisposed to fall in love with him maybe she fell in love with him maybe the stakes are low it could save his life it could be that actually i've yeah. thought about it that way that that makes a lot of sense and that like yeah whoever she fell in love with would be the one like whoa yeah, yeah. that's interesting but, like she's yeah kind of pushed into falling in love with him because she's told the one coming maybe but it could yeah. be that, like I that's also potentially why the Oracle says um, being the one is like being in love earlier. She like conflates oh. the two. Like it could be. Yeah. yeah. It could be part of that. That's interesting. Yeah. But it also could be, you know, kind of the two male, female leads in a film yeah. have to be in love. So yeah. Probably <laughs> mostly that. Yeah. Anyway. I buy their relationship a lot more in the second one. And I think it's honestly could just be because they do more kissing. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, those people in love. They're much closer, definitely. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah. It is hard to buy it when you are seeing her like talking to him dead and giving him a kiss. Yeah, right. It doesn't feel love, love. No. Yeah. But anyway, she gives him the anyway. kiss of life and he come, he yeah. come back to life. Um, yeah, he just like stands up in the Matrix world and the agents are like, what the fuck? And then shoot. <laughs> yeah. They unload their clips at him and um, Neo just turns and says no. And the bullets slow in bullet time into in mid-air. 
and then yeah it's great the, like the visual of mm. him like plucking a bullet out of the air is just so good like yeah oh awesome um and then yeah smith runs over to fight him and neo is just like deflecting every movement of his like easily he uses like one arm to deflect him um, yeah and yeah uh we see <laughs> this is the weird bit and that like he jumps inside like he kicks smith <laughs> all the way to the other end of the room and then like dives inside his mouth <laughs> yeah um and then yeah like more mouth stuff yeah right and then like Ugh. you see his brain like expanding or like his head like growing in size yeah it's not good cgi it's very weird and then he like bursts from within and neo's like explodes him <laughs> from the inside out mm. like ant-man and thanos like um yeah it's <laughs> very weird yeah um but yeah like uh that he like flexes and all the walls like vibrate <laughs> like the oh very cool flex yeah, yeah big flex i like it um that's when the like eclipse guitars kick in yeah. and the song changes as well it's great we're like right at the end of the album for this um yeah and yeah all the the other agents run away and then, yeah, I love that. Yeah, and then Trinity's like, "Neo, get the fuck out!" And then he's like, "Oh yeah, I have to leave. I've done all those cool <laughs> things, and now I actually need to save everyone." And so he gets out just in time uh, for the EMP to go off and kill the Sentinels. Mm. Um, yeah, and we see a, like a quiet moment uh, at, at the, as the heartbeats are playing uh, at the end of the album uh, for the just a quiet moment between trinity and neo like like holding each other <laughs> which is yeah. very nice um hmm. and then yeah from here we get the final scenes of the movie which is um the trace program from the very start but this time it's neo like talking to nobody he's talking like directly yeah. to the machine consciousness saying that like you're i know that you're scared but like now like we're gonna we i'm gonna take over basically saying i'm gonna free everyone from this mm. because i'm the one like here it, it's time like he's back and then you see him walk out of the little phone booth and put on his sunglasses and then fly into the sky like superman <laughs> yeah. um very divisive apparently in the cinema when people saw him fly away um oh, no way just on the first one even though like like matrix reloading and revolutions he's flying around like fucking constantly and yeah. um you just can't imagine it without that but yeah yeah it, it was apparently people like hated that he flew at the end of this movie no way yes yeah. pusses. right anyway uh oh. yeah there you go so we're still still like running into the like fourth play of the movie basically at the end of yeah this. we're still essentially getting silence we're getting a little yeah, bit still heartbeats really I was real nervous that the album was going to kick off again before oh. the movie ended. But it, yeah, it's still... We're still silent. good. You get to... Yeah. At this point, you could turn down your Pink Floyd. Well, it would be easy enough to turn down Pink Floyd and just listen to that Rage Against the Machine mm. that's playing. Yeah, Maybe a bit on the nose. But, oh. <laughs> Maybe. It's literal Rage Against the Machine. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, now that we've finished Raging Against the Machine, Gareth, what did you think <laughs> and how did it sink? Oh, man. Oh, I'm glad we're getting to bring anything new to the Matrix conversation. Like, yeah, it's, you know, 
Mad Magazine in the early 2000s did a number on it. But, you know, they didn't ask how did it sing with Pink Floyd. And I'm deep in the code. I can't yeah. I can't pull these numbers out into an easy number yet. I'm thinking we're in the fives. We're in the yeah. six. I'm well, feeling the five region. I'm feeling a clean five on it. Yeah. That makes sense yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah. All those numbers, all those zeros and ones, but we only need a five. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Sweet. Hey, mate. Good tricks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Excellent. So all the- Should have saved that for the end of the episode. That was, <laughs> that was my best work I've ever done. Oh, well. There you go. Nice. All right. I've, I've got a, a banger planned for the next oh, episode, yes. Gareth. I hadn't planned it at the start. But it's because my uh, very tired mind couldn't remember that I came up with a, just a great idea for, oh. <laughs> for what we're going to do next. We've covered a lot of different um, kinds of films, right, on the yeah. pod. We've done like, um, what are, what are, we've done some good ideas, some bad ideas. Yeah, done- we've done six. I looked this up today, actually, on Letterboxd. We've done six of the films in IMDb's Top 250. Yeah. And we've done seven of the films in Letterboxd's worst films. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Well, I'm glad mm. that we're, that's pretty even. That's more than I thought. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you what kind of film that we haven't done before, Gareth, that I just, Ooh. and it, it came to me in a, in a rush. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we haven't done one of these. We haven't done a documentary yet. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do March of the Penguins next week. <laughs> right? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> a chaotic oh, choice. Goodness. For me. But uh, get hype for penguin action. Oh, how can you not be? Okay. <laughs> Everyone's wrapped in black in that movie too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. There you go. All right. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. Well, woof. Yeah. Until then, um, this has been Sync Floyd. Yep. Rate and review us five stars. Please. Why not? Um, and you can find us Sync Floyd Pod on a bunch of social media, Twitter, Facebook. Yeah. YouTube. All the and places. I've been Gareth Blackler. You can find me at the library on PowerPoint. Yep. I've been James Barron. You can find me anywhere wearing very small sunglasses. Oh. <laughs> and yeah, this has been Sync Floyd. And until next time. We'll see you on the dark side of the moon. On the dark side of the moon. Ooh, natural singing voice. Yeah, I don't know who that was.